0: Heavenly Father, we thank you for this passage of Scripture that has been read for us, and we pray that you would help us to understand what it means for us today. Help us to know you more as we reflect upon your name. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Many years ago, when I was a teenager, I was playing a game of Bible trivia with a friend and I had just to give you a little bit of background there uh, from my perspective, uh, I had stopped attending church a number of years before then, and even when I attended church, I had not really paid much attention either to sunday school or or Sunday mornings or anything like that and my friend He was in a a more conservative church, and he was a lot more active and really participated, and he knew his Bible. So it wasn't really a a fair contest there, but I thought, you know, maybe I can remember one or two uh, Bible lessons from Sunday school, and and I could maybe hold my own. Uh, It didn't really happen, but that, that was my hope at the time. And in this Bible trivia, there was a question about God's name. And I found out that God actually had a name. I had thought that God's name was God. I thought that's just what it was. And I found out that there actually was a name for God. And I couldn't believe it. I thought, how did I go through those years of church and of Sunday school and never had heard that God actually had a name? That just seems so strange but he does have a name and names are important names are basic to our relationship if we have a relationship with another person we know their name can you imagine being married to someone and then having a friend come up and say oh uh, you know what's your uh, what's your spouse's name and uh you say well you know what that's a good question i've never asked like, that that just wouldn't make sense now to be fair about five years ago our son justice came home from school and said dad i've got a girlfriend and i'm like oh really you have a girlfriend and what's her name he's like yeah i don't know i don't know but she's my girlfriend i wasn't too worried that it was going serious or anything like that so everything worked out fine uh, if we're going to have a relationship, we need to know the name of the person. And knowing a real name actually draws us closer. I remember uh, as a, a child discovering what my mother's uh, real name was. Not just that I, I thought her name was Mom, but uh, I knew her as Audrey. That was the name that everyone called her. And then I found out later that her birth name was Adrian. I hadn't known that. Most of the people who knew her didn't know that. And when I found out what her real name was, I felt closer to her. Same thing with my dad. Uh, He didn't really like his middle name, and so he used a different middle name. But when I found out what his real middle name was, again, I felt closer to him because I was getting to some truth. And it's the same thing with God. If we can really come to understand who he is and to have a relationship with him knowing his name, It can really take us deeper. And that's what we're going to take a look at uh, this morning as we reflect on the name of God. Now, the passage that we had read for us is about Moses meeting God at the burning bush. Now, uh, Moses had all kinds of background. He was Israelite by birth, but had been raised by the Egyptians. Not just the Egyptians, but he had been raised in Pharaoh's house. And he had uh, grown and been educated in that context, uh, however, through some circumstances that we don 't have to go into right now, he found himself unwelcome in egypt and he had to flee into the wilderness and He was uh, watching the the, uh, the herds of his uh, father in law 's uh, sheep, and he was meeting God uh, in the burning bush on this mountain and In this experience, God calls upon Moses to lead the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt. Now, this was just too much for Moses, that something like this could happen. Well, first of all, he was not really on the best terms with the Egyptians. And the Pharaoh was actually his adopted brother, which made things really awkward for him. And the Israelites had no idea who uh, Moses was. And if they did know who Moses was, they knew him as the guy who was raised in Pharaoh's court, which really did not promote Moses as someone that they could trust. And so Moses, in his conversation, goes back and forth giving every excuse that he could think of as to why he was not the man for the job. And yet God was not interested in any of his excuses. So Moses comes up with the last one that he has. This is the the, the final one that he has. And that is that he doesn't even know God's name. If he goes and says, I'm here uh, in the name of God, to bring you out of slavery, they're going to say, well, what god? And that would be a valid question, because in Egypt, there were many gods. In fact, there were multiple gods who were just the god of the sun, much less all the other gods in the Egyptian pantheon. And so it would be a fair question to ask... What God is the one who is calling Moses to bring them out of slavery? Well, Moses doesn't know his name, and so how is he going to do that? And of course, uh, God is not going to take that as an excuse, and so he reveals his name. He says, I am who I am, and then it is shortened to I am. He gives the name, his name, his personal name as that of I am. Now names are extremely important, uh, more so in the ancient world than today. Today, when we name someone, oftentimes we just think of a name that uh, that sounds nice, uh, maybe a, a name that uh, you know connects with a family or something like that. And sometimes there's trendy names. I've been, I remember I was in a a Bible study. It was a couples Bible study. There was four couples. Three of the husbands were named Steve okay? Uh, it was just a popular name for our age group, and so uh, a, a, every time one of the, at first, when one of the wives would say, hey, Steve, we would all look, and then by the end of the Bible study, none of us would look. Uh, unless there was a last name, we just ignored it. But that's not the way it was in the, uh, in the ancient world. A name was not just a way to identify someone. It wasn't just uh, uh, a way of n- avoiding saying, hey, you. It really described who you were. And that's why we have uh, changes in names when there's a change of destiny. Uh, We see uh, uh, Abram becoming Abraham. We see Jacob becoming Israel. There are name changes. We see that even in the New Testament as Simon becomes Peter. There are changes because there's a change in their purpose, a change in their destiny, and the name is meant to reflect that. So, what did God mean when he said, I am? Well, that, that phrase of I am has all kinds of meanings, but it, it really focuses on the concepts of existing. So, he is the God who actually exists, which is very important. He is the God who is powerful. And he is the God who creates And he is the God who is present. All of those images are found in that phrase of I am. And that's how Moses would have understood that. And that is really, really important. Because that's exactly the name of God that the people of Israel needed at that moment. They were in slavery. They were feeling abandoned. They were feeling oppressed. And what they needed was a real God who existed... A powerful God, a creative God, who could take on the Egyptian gods, and also a God who was present, who had not forgotten them, had not forsaken them, but would actually be there with them in their time of need. That's who they needed. And that is why God revealed himself as I Am. Now, you might be asking, well, if God's name is I Am, why don't we call him I Am? Well, for one thing, just imagine using I am in our prayers. It would really sound uh, confusing if we did that, if we addressed all our prayers to I am. But we actually use I am in the way we look at God. We just don't know it at the time. And so, uh, I am uh, is, is one way uh, of looking at it. But what we find in the Bible is, in Hebrew, that then is transferred to he is— and he is, in Hebrew, is the word Yahweh. So perhaps you've heard that name, Yahweh. It's it's uh, Y-H-W-H, and then we have to guess at what the vowels are, because Hebrew doesn't have vowels. And if you see in your Bible, any time it has Lord in all capital letters, the Hebrew behind Lord, when it's all capital letters, is not the Hebrew word for Lord. It is the Hebrew Yahweh, which means he is. And the reason it has Lord is because Jewish sensibilities about uh, the uh, holiness of God's name, they are not allowed to say the word Yahweh. If they were reading through the Bible in Hebrew and they got to that word, they would say Adonai, which is Hebrew For Lord, and in our English Bibles, we have taken that on. Instead of using uh, Yahweh, we will have Lord in there. But just remember, it's not really Lord. It is referring to Yahweh, the personal name of God. Uh, Sometimes we we call him Jehovah, and Jehovah is just another form of Yahweh. But Yahweh would be closer to what it really is. That is the God that was revealed to Moses and the God who was promising to free the Israelites. Now, my question for you is, who cares? Unless we're going to have one of those games of Bible trivia where you have to identify what the name of God is, why should we care? Well, remember why God revealed his name in the first place. It's not as if Moses was sitting on the mountain in contemplation and just thinking about uh, theology and uh, thought, you know, God, I would really like, just out of curiosity, I would really like to know what your name was because that would just be really interesting. That would satisfy my my inner longing for knowledge. And then God said, well, okay, I can I can share that with you. That's not what happened. It was actually a situation in which the people of Israel were in a desperate situation. They needed someone to come to their rescue. And it was in that kind of situation that God revealed his name. What is our situation? What are we facing in our life? And I know that uh, in this room, all of us are coming from different uh, different contexts. Uh, some of us are going through some pretty good times. Some of us are going through some pretty hard times. Uh, some of us are are burdened by our own needs. Some of us are burdened by the needs of our friends and family. Uh, some of us are really concerned about what's happening in our community here in St. Catharines. Uh, some are really worried about what's happening in Canada. Sometime, sometimes we're really concerned about what's happening around the world. There's all kinds of things that we worry about. There's certainly is a tremendous amount of need that is going on and it is in that that God reveals his name and what I want to do is just make a a transition to here to our experience as Christians and point out to you something from Mark chapter 1 verse 3 and in this verse it is talking about John the Baptist and this is about the the, just before uh, the beginning Of Jesus' ministry. And there is this prophecy from the Old Testament that is talking about John the Baptist and his relationship to the Messiah. And what that verse says is, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Well, we know that the Lord here is Jesus. That just makes sense. So we can understand that. But what is interesting is when we actually go to the Old Testament and the passage that uses that, the word that's Lord there is not actually Lord. It is that Lord in all capital letters. It is Yahweh that is used there. And so what is being said here in Mark 1.3 is that Jesus is fulfilling the role of Yahweh. Jesus is Yahweh. In some amazing way, he is fulfilling the same thing that's being said way back in Exodus 3. That Jesus is the one who brings God's salvation. He is the one who rescues his people. And just as the people of Israel were rescued out of slavery in Egypt, we can be rescued uh, not just from sin... But from uh, darkness and injustice and uh, despair and all of those other things, Jesus is the one who rescues us. Who is a stranger? A stranger is a person that you just you don't know who they are, you don't know their name, you don't know anything about them. You're not in relationship with them. But when we enter into a relationship, when we enter into a friendship, we get to know their name. And we know the name of God. His name is I am. His name is He is. His name is Yahweh. His name is Jehovah. His name is Jesus. In some of the older translations of the Bible, it will refer to God as thou. You'll hear people talking about thou. And we'll even uh, sing songs like How Great Thou Art. And if you're like me, you probably thought that thou was a way of addressing someone who is way exalted above us. But that's not the way thou was used in the English language. In fact, you was the way you would refer to someone who was very high up. If you were going to talk to a king or uh, someone of a high status, someone that you, were, uh, you had to show respect to, you would use you rather than thou. Thou was used for those you were in an intimate relationship with. And the translators of the King James Bible purposely used thou... When referring to God, not because it is a term of reverence, but it's a term of intimacy. We are in relationship with this God, and we even know his name. Jesus takes that to the next level as we have that relationship through Jesus. Yahweh is present in Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father. I thank you that you have revealed your name to us. May that be more than just theological knowledge or Bible trivia. May we be in a closer relationship with you to be excited that we can be friends with you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.